Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Twisted Talks. I'm Tanya. I'm Josh. And today we are, well, Josh, this is Josh's case. It's my day. It's his day to shine, baby. So today Josh <laughs> is going to be covering the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Yes. Um, now, are there trigger warnings? Um, I'm trying, no, I'm trying, I don't, I wouldn't say so, no, guys, not that I'm, I recall. I am trying to um, keep the trigger warnings going because I know um, someone did say to me recently that they started listening to a case and they had to turn it off because of um, crimes against children. Um, so we are trying to be more responsible with our trigger warnings um, going forward. And with that said... On we go. But yeah, there's no... And as usual, buckle up or switch <clears throat> it off. But yeah, there's no... I don't think there's anything that needs to be trigger warned in this one. Okay. I'm... So, Brian Randall Schaefer was born on... There's conflicting reports online, but I'm going by the ones that were on official documents okay. from missing persons reports and things like that. I suppose that would be the, the most sensible uh, one yeah, to go with. Yeah, the one yeah. like FBI and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine um, the FBI getting it wrong. Yeah. The, Brian Randall Schaefer was born on the 11th of February 1979 <gasps> in Pickerington, Ohio. Sorry, my dad was born on the 10th of February 1970. So there, close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian's parents were Renee and Randy Schaefer, and he had a younger brother named Derek. Um, sadly, Brian's mother, Renee, passed away due to bone cancer around three weeks before oh. his disappearance. That's so um, sad. The only relief I can think of, at least she didn't have to live for... With knowing her son was missing, yeah. yeah. Um, his father, Randy, had spent two years since the disappearance of his son finding information about his son, but was killed during a storm on the 14th of September 2008 Stop. when a tree branch hit him on the head outside of his home, leaving Derek Schaefer as the last living relative of Brian. Oh my God, that's so awful. And that's it's awful all around, accident. and especially for Derek to be the last one yeah, left. The last brother missing, his yeah. parents passed away. Oh my God, that's awful. Um, Starting off with the sadness, yeah. as always. Brian graduated high school in 1997 and began attending Ohio State University in 1999, where he got a bachelor's degree in microbiology Ooh. before progressing on to the Ohio State University's College of Medicine in 2004. Ah. Um, he was in his second year of medicine at the time of his disappearance. He was attractive, doing well in college, and had a girlfriend who loved him. Brian was known as a responsible son and student, so responsible guy. Uh, Brian's girlfriend like he had it all yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, Brian's girlfriend Alexis Wagoner um, was also a second year medical student and mon- and the Monday after his disappearance he was actually meant to be flying to Miami with Alexis um, supposedly with plans to propose according to those closest to the couple oh, this, um, is, this is this whole case just going to break my heart isn't yeah. it Brian liked to play the guitar and he had told Piers that it was a dream of his to start a band and to live in a tropical place. Who's Piers? Um, huh? Who's Piers? His oh, Piers. Oh, his Piers. I thought you meant like a guy called Piers. No. It's snowing again. Oh, is it? Yeah. But, um, and also he really liked Pearl Jam. Just throw that in there. Fair enough. That was like his favourite, I think. Um, so it was Friday the 31st of March 2006 and Brian and his roommate, William Florence, walked to the Ugly Tuna Saluna Bar, which was, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which was an Ohio State University campus bar on North High Street. At about 10pm that night, Brian was on the phone to his girlfriend, Alexis, confirming the trip they'd planned to Miami the coming Monday. Um, and Brian told her he loved her obviously do you know Aww. I suppose that's standard Love when you. you're on the phone to your partner yeah. um, I, le- I wouldn't know yeah. um, well you just heard me do it so oh there I we mean, go I mean you're living through me so 
I have to live through someone. Um, <laughs> Alexis was going to Toledo to see her parents and would be back on the Monday morning to reunite with Brian before their trip to Miami, Florida. Ooh, where he was going to pop the queue. Supposedly, anyway. Um, after a few shots and drinks, Brian and William made their way to the Arena District and Short North, where they had more drinks at some different bars before they met a friend of William's, mm-hmm. uh, Meredith Reed. Uh, what Brian, is that name familiar? I don't know. Must be. Oh, you know what it is? I it's know. a combination of Meredith from Grey's Anatomy yeah. and the fact that you used to love the yeah. name Alexis Reed. Yeah. There we go. Cracked it. Um, Brian and William then headed back to the Ugly Tuna, Saluna, mm-hmm. with William's friend, Meredith. As confirmed by CCTV footage outside the Ugly Tuna, Brian, William and Meredith used the escalator at around 1.15am to get to the second story entrance of the bar. Mm-hmm. Once inside, they bumped into a couple of young women that William knew. Um, it was reported that while at the bar, Brian and William got into a verbal altercation at some point, and Ooh. William and Meredith lost Brian sometime between one twenty a.m. and two a.m. So they just kind of lost each other, I suppose, among okay. the crowd. Um, Brian was spotted on camera outside at one fifty-five a.m., just outside the door, I suppose, of the bar, chatting with two college-age women. He then walked um, out of sight of the CCTV cameras, and this was the last time Brian was seen on any CCTV footage. Police have said it appeared that he had gone back into the bar. Um, so then it was about 2 to 2.10 a.m., so it was closing time. So William and Meredith got ready to leave. They called Brian's phone but got no answer. They checked the bathrooms and there was no sign of him anywhere, so they left without him. Uh, the next day, Saturday the 1st of April, um, the day went by and still nobody had heard from Brian. Alexis had tried to call Brian to talk about their upcoming trip, but it went straight to voicemail. And later she tried to call again and she still couldn't get through. But again, voicemail. Mm -hmm. So by Sunday morning, Brian's girlfriend Alexis was beginning to get um, even more worried as she hadn't spoke to Brian since. I'm wondering about that weather, yeah. Bear with. Okay, so we've decided the slate's not that bad. Yeah, it's a bit of ASMR for you guys. Yeah, so deal with it. Um, <laughs> so she hadn't spoke to Brian so, since. So, yeah, by Sunday morning, Brian's girlfriend Alexis is beginning to get even more worried as she hadn't spoken to Brian since their 10pm phone call on the Friday night. Okay. The couple were due to leave for Miami the next day and still nobody had heard from him or even managed to get through to him. Um, late on the Sunday night, Alexis went over to Brian's apartment to see if he might have come home. He was not there and Alexis um, said that she lay in the middle of his bed and sobbed. She just cried. Um... On the Monday morning, Brian missed his flight to Miami and was officially declared a missing person that day. Um, Up to 50 officers searched for him at any one time during the first few days of his disappearance. Police searched the Ugly Tuna Saluna and the surrounding areas, as well as uh, watching any security footage they could get. Um, But they only saw Brian entering the bar, never leaving it. Police also brought out police dogs, but they did not pick up on anything of use. Brian's friends and relatives were all questioned and passed lie detector tests, except for William, who got a lawyer and refused. As telling you do. the yeah, I thought that was strange. That's, um, a bit fucking telling the investigators that he had told them everything that he knew and he did not wish to go over it again. Uh, for reasons unknown, the two women Brian was seen on camera chatting with um, were not asked to take tests. Um, I mean, two college-age students, I don't see why they would be suspects, yeah. but I also don't see why you wouldn't put them through tests just, just in case, like, if they were the last better people... Better safe than sorry. If they're the last people that he was known to speak to, maybe they yeah. might have said something to them about where he was going or if he was exactly. going to the pub or something. Um, now, five weeks after Brian's disappearance and after a rigorous investigation, the Columbus police still had no idea where Brian could be. 
Uh, there was no sign that he had used his credit cards. There was no sign he'd used his phone. There was no sign of him using public transport mm-hmm. or getting on a flight. So he just vanished. He just disappeared. And his car was still parked in the parking lot of his apartment building. Okay. Um, so he clearly hadn't gone home. You know, exactly. Uh, and as well, he has a housemate, doesn't he? Roommate. William yeah, is supposed to be his roommate. Yeah. So. But William's being suspicious. Suspicious. Um... Brian's girlfriend Alexis called his phone every day, but it always went straight to voicemail, except for one night in September when it rang three times. However, the wireless provider um, that Brian was with said that it could have been a computer glitch. Okay. Um, regardless, Brian's phone was not GPS enabled, so could the so location could not be determined, but a ping from a phone was picked up at a cell tower 14 miles from the phone, his phone, mm-hmm. was picked up at a cell tower 14 miles northwest of Columbus. Okay. Um, so weird. Very weird. Um, again, could have been a computer glitch, but I find it weird that if it was a computer glitch, why would the phone have pinged off a cell tower? Exactly. Um, but anyway, pinch yourself um, off that, I guess. And also, when it hadn't been ringing all along, and then all of a sudden, one night it rings three times. Again, yeah, but that could be explained by a computer glitch. Yeah, if it rang but three times and the pinging out, of a tower, I don't. That doesn't make sense But I think that's what it means. I think they mean not rang three times as in three phone calls. I think it means ring, like, ring, the ring, ring tone, and then, and then cut off. Yeah, no, that's what I think. Um, I'm assuming. But, like, I'm not tech savvy at all, so don't listen to me, so... I'm, I dabble. <laughs> I dabble. Um, so both exits of the bar Brian was last seen in are covered by cameras as well as the escalator that leads to the street. Out of the view of cameras outside of the bar are stairs and an elevator that go to the first floor. But once on the first floor, the only way to exit without being seen on camera is through a service exit that led to a construction site that um, does have doors to the street. But it was um, supposed to be a very, you know, heavy... Mm-hmm. Metal thrown around okay. um, construction sites so like why would you bother even going through there yeah. um, and that and that could lead to the street um, but why would Brian go out that yeah. way and also if someone had and like, how would he not have been picked up on cameras or the yeah. sniffer dogs or, do you know? and as well if someone had um, like we'll say abducted him or taken him or whatever like how would they have known that there was a construction site in there yeah. and that they wouldn't be picked up by cameras now Sergeant Hurst the lead investigator said that there is no reason <clears throat> for anybody to want to go out that area it is heavily under construction and would be difficult even sober yeah um, police said it was possible that Brian could have been vulnerable to foul play due to how much he had drank that night or drunk mm-hmm. Um, if he had attempted to walk back to his apartment, it was six blocks away, and that would have made him, you know, he would have been an easy target. Police said that there's a significant amount of crime in that neighbourhood. Um, investigators did wonder if Brian had disappeared on purpose. Uh, could he have changed his clothes or left, um, or left through the exit that led to the construction site? But However, if he was drinking, like, would you have had enough presence of mind when you're drunk to change your clothes and sneak out? I would. Unless it was a plan. Like, if it was a plan, I suppose he could have, like, yeah, exactly. his drinks and... Um, but then again, it sounds like they were doing shots all night and everything, so yeah. he didn't and let And as well, drink. like, by all accounts, he seemed to be happy with his life and he's planning on proposing to his girlfriend, like... I don't see him. I personally I wouldn't, uh, don't see, see why him either. just walking away from that life. Yeah. And especially when I know his mother had passed away, but in that time, like, I feel like he would have needed his family more. Yeah, and he'd been, I think, talking to his brother more as well at this mm. time. I think that was said somewhere as well. They'd been more in touch. They'd and become closer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And now, uh, as you said, and as I, I agree, however, Brian's family insisted he had no motive to fake his own disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, it seemed that he had more things to look forward to than escape from. Um, 
Brian's girlfriend Alexis and brother Derek both believe that William knows more but that he won't tell anybody. They don't trust him and think that if Brian did run away somewhere that William knows where he is. Mm. The police had no evidence other than the report of a verbal altercation the night of Brian's disappearance that William would have wanted to hurt Brian and no evidence that William knows where Brian is. Therefore, they did not pursue him any further because I suppose they can't really. Yeah, if there's no motive, there's no crime. You know, no motive, no evidence. Mm. Um... Somehow Brian was never seen on CCTV footage in a city that has, or at least at the time, had more CCTV than Cincinnati, Cleveland and Toledo combined. That's bizarre. Yeah. Um, on the night of his disappearance, Brian was close-shaven, um, with his hair neatly combed, wearing jeans, a well-fitted olive-coloured t-shirt and a yellow cancer awareness bracelet. Brian's father, Randy Schaefer, had not lost hope for his son. Randy had set up a website to receive tips from the public, as well as a digital shrine to preserve his son's memory. Randy would post photos from the family scrapbook, hoping that someone out there would recognise Brian. Um, when Brian's dad, Randy, was killed from a strike to the head during a storm in 2008, and the Columbus Dispatch posted Randy's obituary on their website, tributes were left at the bottom of the page from friends, colleagues, and, you know, just people sending their best wishes and well wishes. Yeah, uh, one message stood out from the rest. Dad, I love you. Love, Brian, U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. Brian had dreamed of living in a tropical place where he could enjoy cocktails and listen to his favourite music. One of the U.S. Virgin Islands would have been a perfect place for this. Brian would not have needed a passport to get there, to get, um, to get there either. As an American citizen, all he would have needed was photo ID, which he would likely have had on his in his wallet like a the night he disappeared. Exactly, any any photo ID, mm. um, and a flight from one of the to one of the islands. Um, from John Glenn Columbus would have taken less than six hours. Um, the police managed to trace the comment to a public computer somewhere in Franklin County. It was a okay, fake. So yeah, I was thinking a lot. Of, there's a lot of weirdos out there that yeah. do things like that. Um, now I do know there was one specific case um, where a, a young boy was kidnapped, and over the course of time, his um, captor allowed him access to the internet, so he would go on to the website that his parents had for him and he did leave a message once but they assumed that it was a fake oh my god the one time um, it wasn't but they did find him thank god they did find him um i think what happened i suppose was, after a amount of time you start to lose hope um yeah like you do like to, but i think what actually happened with that boy was um <clears throat> excuse me i don't know if i'm confusing this with another case but i think his captor tried to um or his captor did kidnap another child and then he helped that child escape and he escaped as well. Thank God. Um, so I think that's what happened was he couldn't see another boy go through what he had gone through with that fellow. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, sorry, sidetracked, continue. Um, in 2019, a photo surfaced of an American man who was homeless in Tijuana, Mexico and a lot of people believe that it looked like Brian. I personally don't... I, I looked at the photo. I'll mm. probably pop it on the Instagram. Actually, no, I won't for the privacy of the homeless man. Yeah. Um, but I I could see vague similarities, but in my opinion, I it's, thought it was yeah. a bit of a reach. Mm -hmm. um, the local authorities contacted the FBI, who investigated this new lead for four weeks. They used an advanced facial recognition analysis software, which determined the homeless man was not Brian. Was not him. Um, Almost 15 years after Brian's disappearance, in March of 2021, the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation released an aged, progressed photo of what Brian might look like at 42 years old in the hopes that someone may spot him if he is still alive. Um, the Ugly Tuna Saluna where Brian disappeared was at 1546 North High Street, Columbus, Ohio. The bar is now called the Ugly Tuna Saluna 2. 
very authentic and okay. original, very different, and is now at 195 Chittenden Avenue, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, so so I think it's under the same postcode, so they're very close by. Okay. Well, then again, a postcode could cover quite a big area in America, I suppose, but yeah. I think it's still it's on the same in the general area yeah. or something. Um, so, yeah, um, if anyone has in, any information on Brian Schaefer, they're urged to call the Columbus Police Department on, and bear in mind, American number. So if you're yeah. in a different country, don't forget to add the country code. Uh, 614-645-4545. Now, here is, this has actually been a really quick case. We're yeah. nearly done. I'm nearly done. <laughs> so we're going to have to do some chit-chat. Okay. Um, 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 there are many different theories about Brian's disappearance. Um, one theory is that he was murdered that night. The police have not definitively ruled out foul play, but it's mm-hmm. not very likely as they've not found any evidence that points to such an incident taking place. There was no forced entry to his home, mm-hmm. no footage showing any physical altercations. Uh, Sergeant Detective John Hurst does not believe that there was any foul play involved. Um, another theory is that he may have killed himself either on purpose or, or accidentally even maybe fell if he was yeah. in that, if he went into that construction site. Like one theory is that he fell in the construction site and was covered up with cement. Yeah. But like the dogs never picked up, picked up on anything and they would have been looking before cement would have been poured I'd assume. Okay, I, I actually was thinking myself maybe um, William killed him and hid his body somewhere in the construction site but I suppose with the dogs Surely that the dogs would have picked out. the cement up. Um, but I suppose if he was no, actually, I was going to say if he was covered with cement or if he was covered by something, they wouldn't smell him, but they would. Probably, yeah, and even would. like, and even like, because of the disappearance, I'd imagine not much more would have. It was a weekend, so I imagine Mondays when he was filed missing person. So yeah, I assume not much more work would have been done yeah. before authorities showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, the theory of. Uh, if he had killed himself intentionally, do you know, it could have been, do you know, the death of his mother, the stress of college, mm-hmm. seeming to have already, his father had described him as already seeming exhausted and, and then that maybe, night maybe that he disappeared. And having the argument and exactly, with his friend that, that made him a bit more Drinking emotional. alcohol may have pushed him over the yeah. edge then. Um, could he have had an accident in the construction area near the bar? Mm-hmm. Um, now, Sergeant Detective John Hurst also believes that these theories are very unlikely. People who intentionally kill themselves usually want to be found, mm-hmm. and a body has never been found, and the police dogs did not detect anything in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, the final theory I put in is that Brian disappeared by choice after the death of his mother and his dreams that he had told others about where he wanted to start a band and live somewhere tropical. Mm-hmm. Could he have decided to leave everything behind and start over? That's one of the more believed theories. Yeah. Um, Brian had made it clear to those close to him that his real passion was music and to live in a tropical and warm place. He supposedly even asked his girlfriend Alexis before he disappeared if she would go away with him. He also supposedly told her to move on and find someone else before he disappeared. I don't know whether he said move on and find someone else as in broke up or yeah. move on and find someone else as in, you know, if anything ever happens to me, yeah. move on and find someone else. But I th- I'm i thinking, seems as the last time they spoke was on the 10pm phone call, was that if he did say to move on and find someone else, I'd say he meant if something ever happened to him or if he yeah, ever disappeared. Maybe. Not by not like you know because she was looking for him they were planning their and, they were yeah, exactly trip, so i think know? it's more likely that that was just said oh you know if anything ever happens to me i don't want you to you know yeah maybe i want you to live off. your life but i don't know when that was said whether that okay, was said the right, night he was okay. out or just previously maybe leading up to the weeks. conversation they had yeah. or something um could have been triggered by his mother passing away or something exactly mm-hmm. you know just kind of thinking about life and yeah. how fragile it is yeah um so kind of concluding it there's an $100,000 uh, reward for information leading to the discovery of Brian Brian would be turning 44 next month in February of 2023 Brian is 6 feet 2 inches tall 
At the time of her disappearance, he was around 160 to 165 pounds, which is approximately 72 to 75 kilograms. He has hazel-coloured eyes and a tattoo on his upper right arm of the Pearl Jam symbol. Anyone with information is asked to call Central Ohio Crime Stoppers at 614-461-8477. Um, also, if you look them up, you can go on their website and you can leave tips online mm-hmm. uh, about information. And you can also anonymously leave information. Or the Columbus Police Department, again, 614-645-4545. And remember, if you're in a country that's not America, don't forget to add the country code. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I personally... There was one theory I saw from someone online because, you know, obviously with his passion for music that um, there was a live band that night and I think he spoke to them a few times. So if he had planned to escape, could he not have, you know, managed to sneak? Could he not have um, asked the band to sneak him out with them? with their gear and stuff and kind of gotten away from the area and then gone on but I I just don't feel like don't get me wrong you can't really ever get inside anyone's mind fully but I just don't think he seemed like the type to just up and disappear and as well in order to if you want to piss off and you want to go live in a tropical island and try and start a band and live your best life tell your family yeah exactly you know you don't need to you don't need to fall off Um, the face of the earth to do that as well it's been what uh, 16 years now because um, you said it was 15 years in 2021 so it's nearly 17 years nearly 17, 17 years, years this Jesus. March yeah 17 coming up on 17 years like I don't see how after getting so close to his brother after losing his mother how he would stay away from his family for and also how years. you have how he avoided not only detection from cameras that were at the bar yeah but how the, any an camera they checked they couldn't like find in him the city like I personally it it just seems to me like he never left that bar but I don't understand the either. The even if he was time, murdered, how would the even if there was him? foul play, where the fuck is Brian Schaefer? I just don't get it. Bizarre. How do you? How are you missing for seventeen years, not knowing whether you're alive or dead? It doesn't seem like foul play is involved. But, but if it's not same, foul play, then you would have had to have willingly disappeared, and it just doesn't seem like that was in his cards. Yeah, like he doesn't seem like the type to have just up and left no. without letting anyone know where he was going or without making contact with his family at some and point. I don't think he would do that to his family like so three weeks prior his mother war, had so died so soon after the death of his mother now, don't get me wrong people can snap and you know do things and want to disappear yeah. regardless of other people's but, like, feelings and emotions to, but when you come back to your senses you're going to want to contact your family and be like I'm sorry but I'm here I'll be back soon or I'm going to stay yeah. here or you know, like there's no, re- there doesn't seem to be any reason that he would have had to exactly. disappear so without letting anyone know. It's very confusing as to how there's, yeah, there's no like, evidence or anything that I points to foul play. Just, but I don't see why he would disappear. It just seems to me like he never left the bar. It's yeah, it's like a black hole swallowed up, swallowed yeah. him in the bar. He and went I'm to like, the urinal and disappeared. I'm like, did obviously he didn't go to the like, urinal. Did he die in the construction site and the bar was trying to avoid a lawsuit and maybe someone in the bar dealt but with it? But I don't think the construction site was necessarily to do with the bar. I think it was just there beside the bar okay because i thought it was a part of the bar that was no no it's just the service door that at the side leads to also where the construction area is i believe i don't think it actually was belonging to the bar i don't know maybe he somehow made his way through the construction site and ran into someone that killed him or someone that abducted him or died in some accident or i don't it's just it's bizarre like if there was foul play involved whoever did whatever they did would have had to have very well disposed of the body. Yeah. It's been 17 years and it's not found. Yeah, well, and no, nothing was seen on camera. Yeah. I suppose there are cases where bodies have never been found. Yeah. But like... It's awful. I just... It's just so bizarre. It's so... Like bizarre is the only word that I can think of for it. And like, I normally don't man, use that word. This man vanished into thin air. 
just up well not up and left unless but just now, disappeared unless now it was the end of the night and he spilled out of the pub out of the bar with a crowd of people and that's why they didn't see him yeah like I do think William is suspicious personally but then again even if he did get out of the bar why did no other cameras in the area because like they yeah. said he would have had a six block walk home like he would have been seen somewhere and he wouldn't have been with a crowd that whole time it's unless, very like, unless William didn't want to take the lie detector because Brian had told him that he was going to be leaving or something, and maybe that's and, why they yeah. Argued. Unless, but, like, like, that's another thing I think that people use in terms of the he wanted to disappear thing. Mm. Maybe William was the only one who knew and didn't want to be caught lying about it on a lie detector test but and didn't want to say anything day, out of loyalties like, to if Brian. You told me that you were going to up and leave, and then it turned into a massive missing persons case, and I saw your mother upset and Jake upset and everything. I would tell them. I would be like, look. Yeah, and to be honest, I know you tell them, so I wouldn't tell you where I'm going, but I tell you I'm going. Yeah, so like I would eventually. I I wouldn't do that. Not even eventually. I would have to say to them, like, look, I'm sorry. He told me he was leaving. He didn't say where he was going, but he's left of his own volition. Be just my luck. Then something that actually foul play would happen to me, and nobody, everyone would think I just left my own card. Some someone off Tinder, and they'd be like, (laughs) "You did." Eat your heart out, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Eat your heart out, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um. But I just, I just can't wrap my head around it. I can't that. figure... Like, wh- like you said, I know there's always there's often cases where, where you know, people go missing and they don't get found for years. But normally there's more evidence around yeah. it. And like CCTV, more CCTV footage. And like how the fuck... They might not find them, but there's normally more evidence to point to foul play or to basically confirm foul play. Um, but just needing to find the body. What if the band killed him? What if the band killed him and they pulled his body out in one of their big equipment things? I don't know. I don't see how they would... But as well, how in such a busy bar would you... Where would you kill them? Yeah. Where would you and kill someone? The band would be performing, but like I know there'd be a lot of noise if you went into a back room. But how would you kill someone? Clean it all up and not get caught, you know, before someone else, like a member of staff or something, walked into the room. Or I just don't understand how how within that bar how he could have been injured severely. I, I without can't, someone like, seeing something or walking in this on a clean up. Is the most bizarre case. This might actually be more bizarre than the solder case. Equal, I think, really. Yeah, because we still don't know where they are or if they died or what happened. It's like a more modern... Yeah. ...kind of thing. More modern without the house fire. Yeah. It just... I just don't get it. It's crazy because you can't definitively say that he was abducted or no. that he was murdered. There's literally... That's the thing about it. There's no evidence to definitely say anything. And you... Like, you, you can't. Like, it's... I, also, guys, if you have seen any theories or you decide to look into this case after this episode, feel free to let us know any theories you find that you think are of interest. Because if you've seen Brian, let the police know. Yes, exactly. As I said, I have said those numbers multiple times. So, Central Ohio Crime Stoppers or Columbus Police Department, contact. I'm baffled. Yeah. But I think this is probably one of the shortest episodes we've ever yeah. done. But let's just tie it up now. Um, yeah, I want McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I really, really want McDonald's. McPlant, I hope to have the double oh, one. me too. I'll Seven. actually leap over that counter and be like, and why don't you have it? No, I won't. I'm not a Karen. But oh, Chris Arum. So, okay, right. Finishing it off, I'm just going to repeat the description <clears throat> and the numbers once more. Mm-hmm. Just, just in case. So, again, he'll be 44 next month in February of 2023. Six foot two inches tall. At the time of his disappearance, he's between 160 and 165 pounds, which is 72 to 75 kilos. He has hazel coloured eyes and a tattoo on his upper right arm of Pearl Jam symbol. Central Ohio Crime Stoppers, you can contact them anonymously or not anonymously. 
614-461-8477 or Columbus Police Department 614-645-4545 and again if you're not calling from within America don't forget to add the country code mm-hmm. and we'll post um, pictures of Brian the age progression picture and yes I will attach stuff to the Instagram we'll try and get a picture of his tattoo but if not there we'll is one I will, oh, there is one perfect. I'll get that we'll put that up as well um this is wild but yeah. I mean a lot has been solved in the last like year so who knows maybe but I feel like the thing is a lot of the things that have been solved more recently have, have been to do with DNA, DNA evidence there's no DNA here whereas there's nothing here like they, the only reason they'd be able to solve something is let's say there was a crime his DNA showed up at the crime but yeah. why is his DNA at the crime because as far as we know he's a decent stand up respectable guy why would his DNA be at a crime scene unless he was the victim yeah I just I'm, I'm so confused like I just I can't even come up with theories because by all accounts, it looks like he There's never left that There's nothing to bar. base theories off, bar the few theories that we've kind of already yeah, mentioned. Because it looks like he never left that bar, but at the same time, if he never left the bar, the cadaver dogs or the bloodhounds would have sniffed him out. Now, I know it might have been a bit of an overwhelming place because bars, alcohol everywhere, that's a lot of strong smells for dogs to mm-hmm. deal with. But, but still, they are trained for this. You'd be surprised though, because a lot of yeah. people when they're getting raided, I've seen it in like America and stuff. They put around like loads of stuff like um, like you know, like strong smells like meat and stuff like that yeah, because to, distract the, to, to try and distract them. Um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you know, I imagine they still would have found something. Yeah. But yeah. I personally don't believe that he just up and left. No, I don't think so either. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like he was murdered or abducted. So I just I don't know. And there's I no CCTV footage anywhere. Anywhere. And, like, even if he didn't get seen leaving the bar, he would have been seen somewhere, because... And remember, like, this place, this uh, this city, like I said, had, had more cameras than Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Toledo put together. Now, I don't think they're states, I think they're just cities. Yeah, sorry. But, but still, it's still a shitload of cameras. Yeah, three different cities, sorry, that states. But, any, anyway, but yeah. So, Anymore. guys, check out the Instagram for the... You know, I'll put up a photo of the missing posters and whatnot and the tattoo and whatnot. And on the off chance that anyone listening manages to see something someday, remember those numbers. Yes, write them down. Ohio Crime Stoppers and Columbus Police Department. You can always Google them. Or you can go to www.crimestoppers.com. Um, I don't think that's the website. Oh, sorry. I'm but look up Central Ohio Crime Stoppers and, um, and you'll find it. Um, but yes. That was a wild one. That was a weird one. A wild one in a short space of time. Yeah. But again, once once again, thanks for listening. As always, we love you. Five star ya. reviews, please. Love you. And, and we're going to um, go get McDonald's. We're going to go get McDonald's. My plant has my name on it. And mine too. Oh, my stomach's starting to growl. So <laughs> let's turn it off, the camera off. The camera, <laughs> the microphone. Bye. Before I start growling. <laughs> ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao.